Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Good News Ministries of GNM.org. It's the Catholic place for faith builders. You'll find daily good news reflections on the scriptures of Mass, written by Terry Modica, to help you in your everyday life and struggles. Visit GNM.org today. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. In today's prevalent culture, the institution of the family and faith are under attack. With absolute confidence in the grace and power of God, we at Forming Faithful Families, whose primary mission is strengthening families in the faith, have been inspired to put out into the deep, see Luke 5:4, to do our part to turn this tide. Forming Faithful Families, hosted by James Littleton, is a faithful and trustworthy weekly radio program in service to the new evangelization, saturated with scripture and containing teaching, reflections, anecdotes, and encouragement pertaining to our Catholic faith, with a substantial focus on marriage and family life faith formation. Welcome to Forming Faithful Families, formingfaithfulfamilies.com. I'm Jim Littleton. Today we're going to continue our discussion on healing through redemption and resurrection. Let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, own us, possess us, teach us, move us, heal us in Jesus' name. The love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Romans 5, 5. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I'm going to start out uh, quite catechetical because I want to be precise about the church's teaching on death, judgment, heaven, purgatory, hell. So I'm going to start out by quoting the catechism quite a bit, and then I'll begin to flesh it out for us. So in our last episode, we left off with the question that many ask that is actually quoted in 1 Corinthians 15, 35 to 36, quote, many of you ask, how are dead people raised? And what sort of body do they have when they come back? End quote. So again, I'll share some official teachings of the Catholic Church from the Catechism of the Catholic Church so we can all be very certain about the authenticity, the orthodoxy of what I'm sharing with you, what I'm teaching here. Let's start with paragraph 1021 from the Catechism. Death puts an end to human life as the time open to either accepting or rejecting the divine grace manifested in Christ. The New Testament speaks of judgment primarily in its aspect of the final encounter with Christ in his second coming, but also repeatedly affirms that each will be rewarded immediately after death in accordance with his works and faith. 
The parable of the poor man Lazarus and the words of Christ on the cross to the good thief, as well as other New Testament texts, speak of a final destiny of the soul, a destiny which can be different for some and for others. End quote. Now, I find it interesting and actually encouraging that you and I have the ability to choose whether to accept or reject the divine grace manifested in Christ. And yes, that choice for each of us begins right now. In paragraph 1022, each man receives his eternal retribution in his immortal soul at the very moment of his death. In a particular judgment that refers his life to Christ, either entrance into the blessedness of heaven through a purification or immediately or immediate and everlasting damnation. At the evening of life, we shall be judged on our love. And this last line is footnoted, St. John of the Cross. So, yes, we'll be judged on our love. And I think that we have to define the word love in line with the definition St. John of the Cross probably would have used. That is agape, agape, the highest form of love, a sacrificial love, a giving everything and holding nothing back type of love for others, for God first, and then others. And now paragraph 997 of the Catechism. What is rising in death, the separation of the soul from the body, the human body decays, and the soul goes to meet God while awaiting its reunion with its glorified body. God in his almighty power will definitively grant incorruptible life to our bodies by reuniting them with our souls through the power of Jesus's resurrection, end quote. And paragraph 997, who will rise? All the dead will rise. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment, end quote. My Jesus mercy. Jesus, I trust in you. And paragraph 999, how Christ is raised with his own body. See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. But he did not return to an earthly life. So in him, all of them will rise again with their own bodies, which they now bear. But Christ will change our lowly body to be like his glorious body into a spiritual body, end quote. Yes, so those of us whose bodies are a bit beat up, perhaps through illness, accident, some sort of a condition we were born with, well, we have this resurrected body to look forward to. Our lowly body will be changed to be like Jesus' glorious body into a spiritual body. There's some mystery here, but we know that it's going to be better than ever. Your body is going to be better than you can even imagine. Continuing with paragraph 999, but someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? You foolish man. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body which is to be, but a bare kernel. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. The dead will be raised imperishable. For this perishable nature must put on the imperishable. And this mortal nature must put on immortality. 1 Corinthians 15, Catechism 999. 
how beautiful this is. What a gift this is to be raised imperishable, to put on immortality all thanks to Jesus. And paragraph 1000, this, quote, how, end quote, exceeds our imagination and understanding. It is accessible only to faith. Yet our participation in the Eucharist already gives us a foretaste of Christ's transfiguration of our bodies. Quote, just as bread that comes from the earth after God's blessing has been invoked upon it is no longer ordinary bread, but Eucharist formed of two things, the one earthly and the other heavenly. So to our bodies, which partake of the Eucharist are no longer corruptible, but possess the hope of resurrection. End quote. So yes, this question how are dead people raised is only accessible through faith. But the Eucharist already gives us a foretaste of Christ's transfiguration of our bodies. And there you have it. There you have everything. The Eucharist, the source and summit of the Christian life. The Eucharist, Jesus himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity. I will tell you that the Eucharist is our way to salvation. It is the only way to salvation in the sense that the Eucharist is Jesus, is truly Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity. The very one and same Jesus who died on the cross for you and for me. The very same Jesus who rose from the dead and is seated at the right hand of the Father. The very same Jesus who loves us so much. The same Jesus who is always showing the marks of the nails on his hands and feet and the wound in his side to our heavenly father saying, see how much I love them. See how much I love them. See how much I love. What is your name? That's the name he uses. See how much I love your name. Yes. So all our prayer, our love poured out, our Christian life, it all begins and ends with Jesus in the Eucharist. Jesus is the only way to our salvation. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he has given us his very self, his very self in the Eucharist, so that when we receive him worthily, we are transformed into him. This is the way, this is the food that leads to our salvation, Jesus, Jesus and Holy Communion. And we do, most of us have an opportunity, if we wish, to participate in the Holy Mass every day to receive Jesus every day, to make visits frequently to him in the tabernacle, in the monstrance, to spend time with him. By the way, Jesus awaits you in the Eucharist reposed in your Catholic church. He hungers for you to visit him. And believe me, when you visit him, more sublime graces than you can imagine radiate into your soul. This happens by virtue of just coming into his presence in faith and humility. You cannot help but leave that chapel or church a better person, a better person, more filled with the love of Jesus for others, more on fire for your faith, more of an apostle to others. And paragraph 1004, in expectation of that day, the believer's body and soul already participate in the dignity of belonging to Christ. 
This dignity entails the demand that he should treat with respect his own body, but also the body of every other person, especially the suffering. This body is meant for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? You are not your own. So glorify God in your body, end quote. So is that not beautiful? You, as a believer, your body and soul already participate in the dignity of belonging to Christ. And this dignity entails the demand that we should treat with respect our own body, but also the body of every other person, especially the suffering. Does this message not need to be heard today? Now that so-called death with dignity and euthanasia are so sadly becoming more and more common. And here we have the answer to so many areas of confusion in the modern culture where so many false prophets cry out, my body, my choice, my body, my right to choose an abortion or so-called death with dignity. No, it is not your body. You are not your own. You have been bought and paid for. That is why you should use your body for the glory of God. See 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. So listen, you are a temple of of the Holy Spirit, and so is your neighbor. We'll be right back to talk more about healing through redemption and resurrection. I'm Jim Littleton, Forming Faithful Families. find a little bit of yesterday that will delight you today online at the Family Hearth General Store, a nonprofit ministry of forming faithful families, a 501c3 public charity honoring home, faith, and family life. Here, you'll find books, CDs, and programs to strengthen your family in the faith produced by the parents of 14 children who share what God has taught them along the way. At the Family Hearth General Store online, shop two for inspirational faith based unique gifts for special family occasions. Victorian replicas, vintage decor, quilts, candles, gourmet coffees and teas, antique samplers, jewelry, classic books, and folk art figurines, plus all kinds of good things that Christian families hold dear. Rediscover those familiar nostalgic treasures and traditions to keep around the family hearth, where old-fashioned values and treasured family traditions live on at FamilyHearthGeneralStore.com. Forming Faithful Families is now offering our 15-episode video series on DVD, filmed in stunning high definition with a free downloadable Small Faith Discussion Group Program Guide. We hope that you will consider purchasing, implementing, and promoting this video series at the personal and small group level. Forming Faithful Families is a faithful and trustworthy parish-based and small faith community program for marriage and family life faith formation in service to the new evangelization pertaining to the Catholic faith. 
Listen to this recommendation. Firmly grounded in the teaching of the Catholic Church, sacred scripture, and the wisdom of the saints, with this series, James and Kathleen offer a thirsty world a refreshing and satisfying drink. It also makes a great gift with eternal benefits for both the giver and the receiver. To order your DVD set today, visit formingfaithfulfamilies.com or call 708-334-1988. That's formingfaithfulfamilies.com or call 708-334-1988. I'm Jim Littleton, Forming Faithful Families, formingfaithfulfamilies.com. We return to our discussion of healing through redemption and resurrection. Yes, it's true that we all have to pass through this death that has been put to death by our Lord Jesus. As for our redemption, it is true we can choose to reject the mercy of our Lord Jesus. We can choose to step outside of his grace, that is, outside of the state of grace. We can choose to condemn ourselves, but you and I are not going to do that, are we? We know very well that we're weak sinners, and I think like me, you're sorry, truly sorry. But we repent. We turn to the mercy of our Lord Jesus. We turn to the sacraments he has given us as this great gift to restore and sustain us in his grace. After baptism, most noteworthy, the sacrament of confession and the source and summit of our Christian life, the Eucharist. We are given the opportunity to receive Jesus, our Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity frequently, even daily. Listen, can I be so bold as to assure you of something. I want to assure you that God, our Father, did not send his son Jesus into this world to become man, to be scourged, to be nailed to the cross, to hang there, to bleed there, to die there in order to condemn us. He did not do this to condemn us. This was accomplished out of pure love, out of pure love for God's beloved children, that you and I might be saved through Jesus. May we never doubt this. May we never doubt how incredibly much that is infinitely. God loves you and loves me and absolutely desires that we be saved and spend eternity perfectly happy with him. Listen to John 3, 13 to 17. No one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. End of quote. Let's really let this sink in. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him him. This is how much he loves you. So count on the fact that there is the ultimate healing and gift of a resurrection awaiting you. Jesus will transfigure your body. Your body is going to be better than ever. 
and those who humble themselves and repent, seeking the mercy of Jesus, will receive redemption and everlasting happiness and peace. This perfect peace, this beatific peace that can never be taken away from you. Yes, Jesus, God, our Lord, became man, suffered, died, and rose from the dead to save you, to bring you, yes, you, to eternal life and happiness with him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for doing this for us. Thank you for loving us always, even when we've been mired in sin. Thank you for always seeking us out to restore our friendship with you. I really want to drive this home, so let me quote John 16, 20 to 22. Amen, amen, I say to you. You will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will become joy. When a woman is in labor, she is in anguish because her hour has arrived. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the pain because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. So you also are now in anguish, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. End quote. Yes, death is the definitive event we must all pass through. Yes, that you and I must pass through in God's perfect time. For those of us who have sincerely repented, sought the mercy of God, and are in a state of grace, death is a birth into eternal life with God, his angels, and all those who are saved by the blood of the Lamb. Quote, they have washed their robes white again in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 7.14. Of course, the Lamb referred to is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You see, in death, we are actually born into eternal life. Yes, born into eternal life. To borrow an analogy from the great venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, a baby in the womb might tell himself that he is quite comfortable in there and that he would prefer to stay in there as the world outside that birth canal is mysterious, scary, and unknown. Well, eventually that baby is born. He comes out. He is born into life outside the womb, like it or not. And what a beautiful gift life is. What a beautiful gift your life is. Well, our birth into eternal life may seem scary, and we try to put it off as long as we can, but it will be immensely superior to being born of our mothers as long as we choose to do our best to live and love and turn to Jesus for his mercy and forgiveness for our failings. Jesus loves to pour his mercy out on us. Yes, I said, Jesus loves to pour his mercy out upon us. Why in the world else would Jesus have died on the cross? And upon death, we may very well have a stopover in purgatory, 
to complete our purification before entering the presence of our King and Lord Jesus, but we will eventually find ourselves enjoying the beatific vision, experiencing our Lord Jesus face-to-face eternally, as heaven is always the next stop for everyone after purgatory. If and when you and I find ourselves in purgatory, we'll know that the next stop is heaven. By God's grace, we will have made it. We'll just have to go through that purification process first. We'll be right back with more on healing through redemption and resurrection. I'm Jim Littleton, Forming Faithful Families. Faced with chronic lymphocytic leukemia, James Littleton came to more profoundly cherish what matters most, his relationship with God and his family. Through numerous courses of chemotherapy and an eventual bone marrow transplant, James was able to share his strong faith with God with others undergoing difficult times. Healed through cancer and other adversities highlights the principles this father of 19 relied on. James found many forms of healing that come through trials. Find consolation, encouragement, and helpful insights for your own struggles. Healed Through Cancer and Other Adversities offers inspiration and faith-building reminders of the God who offers so much that we may truly live. Seize hope to overcome your own difficulties in this uplifting account of one man's fascinating, self-reflective, and inspirational journey with cancer. Order your copy at formingfaithfulfamilies at gmail.com or request it from your local Catholic or secular bookstore. God, your heavenly Father, had a beautiful, multifaceted gem of a dream from all eternity. Yes, God dreamt of you, and his dream found fulfillment when he created you. Yes, God had a dream from all eternity. Your spouse was in that same dream. This lofty dream came to fulfillment when he created your spouse. God's exalted dream continued to pour forth when at a special moment in time, you and your beloved first met through the mysterious loving work of God's most perfect and holy providence. And God's dream realized its preeminent fulfillment when you were married. And then again, in each of your children, God saw all he had made, and indeed, it was very good. See Genesis 131. I'm Jim Littleton, FormingFaithfulFamilies.com. I'm Jim Littleton, Forming Faithful Families, FormingFaithfulFamilies.com. We return to our meditation on healing through redemption and resurrection. We were discussing purgatory, and we want to be our best, don't we? We want to be our very best before we come into the majestic presence of our Lord Jesus, because we love him, we respect him, we worship him. Quote, that day will begin with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If his structure stands up to it, he will get his wages. If it is burnt down, he will be the loser. And though he is saved himself, it will be as one who has gone through fire. 1 Corinthians 3, 13 to 15. 
after all, think about it, deep and truly authentic love, this side of heaven is always mixed with pain and sorrow. As I said, think about it. Truly authentic love, truly deep love, agape love, this side of heaven, is always mixed with pain and sorrow. Is this not true? This is a condition of becoming one with perfect love. Capital P, capital L. Perfect love. Our Lord Jesus. Yes, perfect love is associated with, is connected to, is nailed to the cross that leads to the resurrection and perfect happiness for all eternity. This pain and sorrow is the seed of divine, painless, blissful, eternal love where we, where you are face to face with our beloved Lord Jesus' perfect love. Quote, let your face smile on your servant. Save me in your love. Psalm 31, 16. I believe the face of Jesus is smiling on you as you have invested in listening to this program about him, about him and his perfect love for you. Yes, Lord Jesus, let your face smile on your servant. Save me in your love. Do you think that Jesus would ignore a prayer like this? Prayed from the heart. Say it with me. Lord Jesus, save me in your love. The fruit of the cross is no less than our very divination. No less than our incorporation into our Lord Jesus through no merit of our own, only as the gift of perfect love. And may we respond to this perfect love, Jesus, by loving him back and loving and serving others, loving and serving others. This way, our faith is ratified. In our next episode, we'll pick up again on healing through redemption and resurrection, and I'll have more to say about purgatory. Don't forget that you're God's masterpiece. I'm Jim Littleton, forming Faithful Families. You have been listening to Forming Faithful Families, hosted by James Littleton. Visit their website, formingfaithfulfamilies.com. Email them at formingfaithfulfamilies at gmail.com or call 708-334-1988. That's 708-334-1988. This is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tours Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019, and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzzo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford, 
find your next Ford Tough vehicle at caneford.com.